0: A very good morning on this Good Friday, and it certainly is a Good Friday, even though it's a day when we remember the crucifixion of Jesus. And, you know, His crucifixion for for Him was not a good thing, but for us, so many good things flowed from that. And I want to share with you today why Jesus died on the cross. I'm not going to give you every answer to that, but I'm going to give you a couple of them. I wonder if you've ever watched the movie The Passion of the Christ. Uh, I've seen it a couple of times. I mean, it's pretty brutal, isn't it? Uh, The movie goes for just over two hours and the scene where Jesus is being whipped, maybe it goes for 10 minutes. It feels like it goes forever. And uh, remember the first time I watched it, I had to look away at different times and just really you know, kind of think, oh, I wish this would be over. I'm sure that went through Jesus' mind as well uh, in his humanity but he gets beaten 39 times. They, uh, under Roman law, would get whipped. uh, 40 times was the maximum. If the person doing the whipping went over that 40, they were put to death. And so what they would do was always go one less just to make sure they they didn't go one over. And so it became part of uh, Roman life where someone that was being scourged would always receive 40 minus one. It bears to be mentioned at this time too, the Apostle Paul received that five times in his life and ministry. Jesus experienced that once and once would be more than enough. That brutality, his his torture that really lasted for a whole day when you consider his beard was pulled out and then they blindfolded him and they were all punching him and telling him, prophesy, who just hit you? And then they made this uh, crown of thorns, these big thick Judean thorns that were woven together in a crown and pressed down over, over his head. And then finally, the cross that was thrown on his body, he had to carry the cross to the place of execution. And there he was nailed hands and feet and raised up into the air. Crucifixion would often take about three days to kill a human being. Uh, For Jesus, it lasted six hours because it wasn't crucifixion that killed him. It was our sin that was placed upon his body during that time. And so with all of that in mind, why did Jesus die? I started in radio in Western Australia on a top 40 commercial radio station when I was 18, almost 19 years of age. It was in Geraldton, about 400k north of Perth. On the coast. And of course, when you start in radio, they don't put you on the best shifts. I had to go on uh, nights and weekends and occasionally midnight to dawn shifts. One of the things that radio stations had to do back in that day was play one hour of free Christian programming every week. And so uh, our radio station was no exception to that. We um, uh, had to play those programs, and invariably, I was the one that had to play them. Now, you can imagine, you know, I was an atheist back in those days. I was not interested in Christianity. I wasn't interested in church. I certainly wasn't interested in Bible teaching programs. But, of course, those programs were on and I had to make sure everything was going to air okay. And so sometimes I would listen to what they were saying. And I would hear things like this, Jesus died for you. Jesus died on a cross for you. I remember as a young man just sitting there thinking, okay, so why? What does that mean? And no one ever seemed to be able to answer that question. On the programs, I would hear that statement, Jesus died for you, and and yet I, I didn't know why. And so I want to explain a couple of reasons why Jesus died. There's many, but today we'll look at two of them. And in Psalm 103, verses 8 to 14, we get an inkling by way of a prophetic word of what God was doing through Jesus Christ on the cross. Psalm 103 verse 8, The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbour his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. As high as the heavens Are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. Why did Jesus die? Reason number one, because God loves us. God loves you. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. The heavens here, of course, uh, this is written nearly 3,000 years ago, would have been the dome uh, that they thought surrounded a flat earth and they were looking up and they, they, they couldn't see anything other than the blue and then clouds and then stars. And so that was the heavens for them. What we would refer to now as the universe and of course, the universe is massive. The next nearest galaxy to our own galaxy, the Milky Way, is 80,000 light years away. That means you would have to move at 320,000 kilometers per second for 80,000 years to get to the next nearest galaxy. That's pretty amazing. The nearest star is almost four and a half light years away. That means you have to move again at that speed, 320,000 kilometres per second for four and a half years to get to the next nearest star. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is God's love for us, for you. Isn't that amazing? I've got three daughters and uh, when they were younger, one of the books I loved to read to them was a book about um big brown nutkin, uh, nutkin hair, I think it was, or something like that. It's I Love You This Much was the book. And uh, Dad and uh, the little baby rabbit were trying to out- outdo each other uh, with how much they loved we- each other. And they got to the I Love You to the Moon and back, and then I Love You to the Moon and back and beyond, you know. And it's, they were reach- reaching their arms out like this. And that's a beautiful example of what Jesus Christ has done for us. He stretched his hands out. This is how much I love you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, should not die, but should have everlasting life. Jesus died on the cross because he loves us so much. And because God loves us, so much He was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. Isn't that wonderful? I think it's tragic that so often Christian people are known as sin counters. We, we point the finger and we count the sins of other people, but God's love for us is so immense that he was actually reconciling people to himself, bringing people back to relationship with himself through the cross of Jesus, in Jesus Christ, in his death and his subsequent resurrection, not counting our sins against us. Wonderful news. In Psalm 103, it says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. The word transgression means to trespass. I'm sure we've all seen fences and gates uh, into certain property and there might be a sign at the front. Uh, trespassing prohibited or no trespassing. That means that you can't go beyond that boundary. As a kid, I remember my mates and I used to go to a local apple orchard and we loved to climb over the fence and go and steal the apples, but we were trespassing. There was a sign up, no trespassing. And we're like, no, but there are apples in there. And uh, sometimes we trespass, but God forgives our trespasses through Jesus Christ. He forgives our transgressions. To trespass is to cross a line. We, we go beyond where we're supposed to go. We steal like I used to with with the apples and other things. and uh, And so we go into territory where we shouldn't go. We tell lies or gossip or we fail to act on behalf of those who are in need. All sorts of things where the Bible draws a line, sets a boundary and says, don't cross over. But when we cross over, we're trespassing, we are transgressing. The Bible gives us boundaries or fences and no trespassing signs. Not because God is a cosmic killjoy, but God knows that if we cross the line, some harm may come to us or to others. But we all do trespass. The temptation and intrigue gets to all of us sometimes. We just go, oh, but I wonder, I wonder what that would be like. Surely it won't hurt just this once. It won't hurt anyone else, so it's fine. And all of these and other justifications that we use and we trespass or we transgress and then we suffer the penalty, the shame and the guilt. Enter the wonderful promise of God from Psalm 103. As far as the east is from the west, so far has God removed our transgressions, our trespasses from us. I love the way the Bible talks about east and west, not north and south, because north to south is actually a measurable distance. If you go from the North Pole to the South Pole or south to north, it's about 20,000 kilometers. God hasn't removed our trespasses, our transgressions from us 20,000 kilometers. East and west are immeasurable. If you go east, you keep going east. If you go west, you are always going west. East and west actually never touch. And as far as the East is from the West, that's how far God has removed our transgressions, our trespasses from us. Stephen Charnock, the Puritan minister of the 1600s, put it this way, When sin is pardoned, it is never charged again. The guilt of it can no more return than East can become West or West can become East. Isn't that just wonderful news? Whatever you have done in your past, Because Jesus has died on the cross, sin is defeated, and you are forgiven. Those things are never going to be dragged up again. And so stop dragging them up. Stop living with regret. Stop beating yourself up for the things of the past that you've done that you shouldn't have done or the things you should have done that you didn't do and all of that. God draws this line. And, and all of that is left in the past. It's removed as far as the east is from the west. And you get to have a new life and a new start because Jesus died on the cross. The other thing I love about this psalm is it was written by an incredibly imperfect man. It's one of the psalms of David. And one of the things that's highlighted in the Bible about David was that he committed adultery and then tried to cover up his sin by committing murder. And you might say, well, I've never done anything that bad. No, but we've all crossed the line. And and if David could write that, how much more is that true of you and me? A number of years ago, Casting Crowns wrote a song about the East and the West. And it said, Jesus, can you show me how far the East is from the West? In the arms of your mercy, I find rest. Because you know just how far the East is from the West from one scarred hand to the other. That's one reason why Good Friday is so good. And another reason is given by one of the events that took place the moment Jesus died. And that's because God desires to have a relationship with you. When Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment... The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. This signifies that God wants to have a relationship with every person. Now we're going to put a picture of uh, the temple. This was the temple in Jesus' day. The Jerusalem temple was divided into, into various sections. You'll see there there's a square courtyard for the Jewish women the main courtyard, of course, was for the Jewish men. And then outside of the temple, you'll see there's a court of Gentiles. Gentiles weren't allowed in the temple at all under pain of death. And then there was the court of the priests. And that was called the holy, of, the holy place. And then you'll see that final one, very small in there, but the holy of holies. And the high priest would annually enter into the holy of holies on the day of atonement. The high priest had to make meticulous preparations. He would wash himself. He'd put on special clothing. He would bring burning incense to let the smoke cover his eyes from a direct view of God. He would bring blood from an unblemished goat to make atonement for the sins of the people. This curtain divided the holy place where the priests were from the holy of holies where only the high priest could go once a year. This curtain was a constant reminder that human imperfection renders us unfit for the presence of God. It was a giant keep out sign, and I mean giant. This thing was absolutely enormous. It took 300 men to lift it. It was 10 meters wide. It was 10 centimeters thick, and it was the height of a six story building. This was a giant keep out sign. And so the curtain tearing at the point of Jesus' death was a supernatural event. It ripped from top to bottom, meaning that this act came from above. This wasn't a a, a curtain that a bunch of human beings would be able to tear apart. It would have been absolutely impossible. And so this was a supernatural event. And what it was was God saying to humanity, this is now a big you're welcome sign. It's not a keep out sign any longer. No longer do you need a priest, a human being to represent you to God. We all have free access into his presence as long as we come through the cross of Jesus Christ. God's presence is now accessible to everyone. And so we can draw near to him with confidence that we're acceptable to him, not because of our works for God, but because of Jesus perfect work for us. Tradition says that the religious authorities sewed up the curtain and false religion is still sewing it up to keep certain people out of God's presence, even today. And how sad that is. But Jesus has his arms stretched wide as an act of welcome to you. Why did Jesus die? Well, first of all, because God loves you. And then secondly, because God desires a relationship with you. And so how will you respond to that? If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, I hope that with me, you will just be overwhelmed with this magnificent sense of gratitude and appreciation. Jesus, thank you so much for the amazing sacrifice you made over two millennia ago. You had me in your mind and every human being. We we are forgiven. We're given new life and a new chance in life. We're given a fresh start uh, and and we're given this incredible relationship with God where we get to uh, experience His presence and answered prayer in, in everyday life. It's absolutely wonderful. And if you're joining us on Bayside Church Online because you're seeking, you might be like I was, you know, many, many years ago. Um, not believing in God, but also looking for truth, looking for reality in life. Let me tell you, I found it in Jesus and so can you. Jesus loves you. He expressed that love in an incredible way on the cross. He went through all of that to bring you forgiveness and to bring you into relationship with God. And so I'm going to pray a prayer right now. and, And I invite you to pray this prayer with me, if you would like to invite Jesus into your life, let's pray together. You repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the gift of your Son Jesus. I believe on the cross, Jesus died for me to bring me forgiveness and to bring me into a relationship with God. I invite you into my life to forgive me to wash me clean and to fill me with your presence. From this day on, I will serve you and follow you. In your name, amen. Best thing you could ever do. And if you've just prayed that prayer, why don't you uh, drop us a quick line? You can email us, connect at baysidechurch.com.au. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to uh, send you some information about uh, the Christian faith. We'd love to post a Bible to you as well so you can start reading God's amazing word. And wherever you are, wherever you're connecting with us, if you'd like to be part of an online connect group at the moment with a group of other believers, we have a number of those running throughout the week at different times and a lot of Zoom connect groups happening at the moment. We'd love to connect you with one of those as well. And so you can email us at that address, connect at Church com.au Well on uh, Easter Sunday morning at 10 o'clock you can join us again for Bayside Church online. I'm going to be answering the question did Jesus really rise again and we're going to have an awesome time together then. God bless you see you soon.